wondered how taboo, shame, and lack of good sexual education have stripped away elements of pleasure in childbirth and parenting that are essential to loving, intimate relationships, join me for another episode of Orgasmic Birth Podcast, Pleasure in Pregnancy, Birth, and Parenting, as we break down and heal barriers and open the door to more love and intimacy in birth and life. curious how I came to direct the award-winning documentary Orgasmic Birth that started a global movement about pleasure and intimacy in pregnancy, birth, and parenting, and led me to be a passionate activist and global leader changing childbirth. I'd love to share my story with you. I grew up in a big Italian-American family. I was the oldest daughter, the oldest granddaughter, and great-grandchild, too, And I love spending most Sundays and holidays together with my aunts, uncles, and many cousins crowded around my great-grandmother's table with flowered wallpaper and the smells of my grandmother's cooking. I can still see them. I had a fascination with birth, and I loved listening to family birth stories and received a great appreciation for the power of women's bodies to give birth. As my great-grandmother gave birth to eight children at home in Brooklyn, Harlem, and in New Jersey, she talked about moving, walking, and challenges being all manageable and important parts of bringing life into the world, and her love and joy was palpable. Both my mother and my grandmother also had powerful birth stories, too, each unique, that guided me to what I wanted in birth one day. Fast forward, I moved to Montreal to attend McGill University, where in my final year, I married and prepared to give birth. I was shocked to learn how the medical model had taken over and stripped all the joy and the love that I'd seen and heard in my family stories away. Canada, through a series of legislation similar to the U.S., had regulated away its midwives, the keeper of natural birth only to realize their mistake and thankfully return midwives, although sadly, not until after my birth. I searched for a doctor who would trust me to give birth the way my ancestors had, upright, moving, trusting my own ability. Sound simple? It was not. I finally found a young resident who had not been indoctrinated into what I call a dysfunctional maternity care model. He was perfect. We could learn together. He listened and understood all that I desired. When I arrived at the hospital in labor, he was across town in another hospital. So the idea that I would have typical care at that time hooked up to an IV in bed with only a bedpan and medication was scary. I asked to use the toilet and locked myself in the bathroom. I yelled through the door. There are two conditions I'll come out. My baby is born or my doctor arrives. Luckily, before they cut the door down, my doctor knocked at the door and said, when they said there was a woman locked in the bathroom in labor and delivery, I knew it would be you. Together with his support, I did it. I gave birth my way, upright. I was the first upright birth in the hospital and without an episiotomy, a cut that was given to widen the birth canal. I said to him prenatally, if you don't cut me, I won't cut you. And he got it. No cutting needed. I not only gave birth to my son that day, 
I became a fierce advocate for change. My birth ignited an interest to become a childbirth educator so I could help people prepare for birth by gathering the stories that had been lost. Back in the U.S., two years later, I was ready to give birth to my second baby. I found a female OB. I thought as a woman, she would honor and respect all my choices, and she sure agreed in prenatal visits. But no, on the day, she barged in, flipped on the lights, and started hollering directions to my nurse. It was so absurd and disturbing that my labor completely stalled. She left. My husband turned out the lights and helped me to try to feel safe again. And my son was born 20 minutes later. My husband and I were alone in the room. I learned how sensitive we are in labor. The words people use, the way they make us feel either opens us to birth or it can close us right down. For my third baby, I finally had what I'd been looking for all along, a midwife. Lonnie trusted me and trusted birth. I could do what my body needed to do. I could move freely, take a shower, experience joy, pleasure, and humor, even in the middle of the challenge. This is the way birth should be. This is what I'd heard in my great-grandmother's story, being surrounded by other women in a safe space to listen to my body, move, and yes, have an ecstatic, orgasmic birth. My son needed a little help getting started, and my midwife encouraged me to hold him, to talk to him. She was there to do more if he'd been in any danger, but she helped me to help him instead, giving me a feeling of confidence rather than taking him away from me, separating us both when we needed each other most. I've learned so much from each birth. I saw firsthand how much we've lost since my great-grandmother's time and how we're just beginning to learn that less is more in birth. The medical model saves lives when it's needed, but the overuse and insensitive rush care is putting people at risk emotionally and physically. There are so many simple ways midwives have used to support birth that keeps birth safe for mothers, babies, and all birthing people. As I was growing with each birth, I became more passionate about helping others to have the birth they desire. I became a childbirth educator after my first birth, a doula attending births and offering physical and emotional comfort and support after my second, and I found myself at the very beginning of the doula movement, becoming an early doula trainer for birth and postpartum care. I've had the honor to teach and learn from doulas and midwives in over 50 countries. One night after my third birth, my orgasmic birth, I was sound asleep and I had a dream of making a documentary. I'm sure the terrible images of birth on TV and the way the media portrays birth as an emergency waiting to happen were calling my subconscious mind to share images of truly what's possible in birth. Why are we not talking about the love and yes, the challenge, but the joy and the ecstasy too? We've sterilized birth, stripping away the emotional, sacred, and sensual aspects. People must feel safe, supported, and private to allow their hormones to flow, which are actually the same hormones of intimacy and orgasm. Yes, I was literally sound asleep, and I had the most vivid dream of my life of making orgasmic birth. Now, I was not a filmmaker, didn't know anything about making a film, but I saw myself in the dream make a film about 
all the best kept secrets that I knew were hidden in plain view about birth as sacred, sexual, emotional, and intimate. I remember waking my husband at 2 a.m. and saying, shaking him and saying, Jimmy, I have to make a film about birth. And he laughed and said, go back to sleep and have another dream. But when I woke, the dream was so powerful, I knew I had to do it. It was time for the world to see the power and pleasure of birth. I didn't know how to make the film, but I knew I could find people that did. The story of making the film is as amazing as the film has become. Orgasmic birth started a movement that science shows is possible for every person to have an orgasmic birth. I have so much to share with you about orgasmic birth, the stories of showing our film around the world, the way it continues to change people's births and life, but I'll save that for a future podcast. For now, I'll share the definition of orgasmic birth that midwife Elizabeth Davis and I share in our book, Orgasmic Birth. Orgasmic birth is broad enough to include those who describe birth as ecstatic and specific enough to give voice to those who actually feel the contractions of orgasm and climax in labor and birth. Many spoke about astounding pressure and sensations in their vagina as birth approached, followed by a flood of release and emotion as the baby emerged. Whenever a woman can look back on the moments with love and joy, when the physical and emotional aspects of birth are fully experienced with moments of pleasure, we call this orgasmic birth. And with this definition, I believe every person can have an orgasmic birth in any setting. And I'll tell you way more about that in the future. For now, I'm going to continue on with my story as we will have many episodes to share more orgasmic birth stories. So while making the documentary, I met many others who either with positive experiences or sadly too many with negative experiences knew there was a better way. We gathered late at night in hotel rooms, at conferences, we'd stay up sharing our passion, review the emerging science that medicalized maternity care was off course. It was time to show the way to a healthy model of care, and the mother-friendly childbirth initiative was born. One of the people who shared our passion was midwife Mary Kroger. Her long hair, big smile, and amazing stories from her travels around the world teaching birth and breastfeeding captivated me and many others. Mary had big dreams and a vision for how to make the changes that were needed to save lives. She suggested we create a committee and invite others from around the world to come together to develop a global initiative. Sadly, Mary developed late-stage cancer and could not chair the first meeting. She asked me to chair it for her. I didn't feel I was the right person, but I had to overcome my fear as if Mary believed in me, I had to trust I could do it. It was a warm day as a group of strangers dedicated to create better birth experiences gathered from around the world and created their vision list for improving childbirth. I remember reading the end list, a global survey on birth and breastfeeding practices, a meeting of 20 of the major birth and breastfeeding organizations to meet in Geneva, Switzerland to launch a global initiative. I paused and asked, Who's leading this? Guess what the group replied? You are. Scared, 
and honored I went home. Mary passed away shortly after. I was so heartbroken. And she asked me to promise her that I would continue until the model we all knew was possible was a global standard. That quote rang in my mind. Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever had Margaret Mead, an American anthropologist. Well, we did it. Representatives from all around the world and with the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, did the largest global survey. Volunteers wrote letters with private support and support from Childbirth Connection, Johnson & Johnson Pediatric Institute, and the World Health Organization and UNICEF co-chairing. We had our meeting in Geneva a year later. In a small formal room with tables in a U, we met. The formality of all the heads of organizations, each with their own agenda, made me wonder, how would we ever come together with one voice? On the second morning of our time together, we entered the room with little sleep, and I had fear that our dream would fade if we could not come together. I sat down to see a red ball wrapped in plastic in front of us all. We had been being very formal, as you can imagine, right? All these heads of organizations, and no one had opened it. No one knew where it came from. Our pediatric representative entered last, and she said, "Uh, I feared you would all be too stuck up to open it. We opened that plastic, and there was a clown nose. Those noses are the reason I believe the International Mother-Baby Childbirth Initiative was born. We laughed together. When moments became tense, we would put on our noses to remind each other to go lightly. Breaking down barriers, we soon came together. We did it. With the help of Ravi Davis Floyd, another dear friend, medical anthropologist, and amazing editor, she found the words we could all agree on. You'll meet Robbie in a, in a future episode. She's an author of many important books that I know you will enjoy her wisdom. Well, just four years ago, the International Federation of Gynecologists and Obstetricians, called FIGO, F-I-G-O, collaborated with us on a new initiative, bringing our two organizations together. And with many partners, we went from 10 to 12 steps. I currently co-chair the International Childbirth Initiative. I know we're on our way to fulfilling Mary's vision and changing childbirth, saving lives, reducing disparities, and creating health equity with respectful care for all. I'm in a unique place working with leading experts, access to the latest science, and teaching doulas around the world and working with midwives, physicians, nurses, and parents, and continuing to speak about and share all the ways to bring more intimacy to pregnancy, birth, and parenting. I want you to have access to all this information too. We have work to do, and now it's your turn to create your story, to honor and or to heal the stories that have been passed down to you. It's the magic of coming together, listening and sharing our stories that creates the opportunity for change to happen. That's why I'm starting my podcast, so we can share our stories As a doula trainer, I learn from all the stories that are shared from all around the world. People want more from birth. 
Pregnancy, birth, and parenting are challenging times, but they're times that are full of opportunities for joy, love, and intimacy. Too often, taboos, shames, and fear that surround childbirth strip away the pleasure that I know is possible for you. It's really an honor for me to co-chair a global initiative and speak about orgasmic birth all at the same time. They're not contradictory roles. They share many similarities. Science is really clear that every person deserves to have a positive birth. We know now that the way you're cared for, the words you hear, the support you have, the way people make you feel, they all help make a difference. Making sure you're part of decision-making, that you're center of the care. It's your body, your baby, your birth, and your experience, whether you're the birthing person or the partner. It's not just a day. Birth is a day you will remember for the rest of your life, filled with either positive, powerful feelings, or sadly for too many people, sadness, negativity, disrespectful comments, not being a part of decision-making, and some have regrets, and for some, lasting trauma. Birth and postpartum are important times that shape your feelings about your body, your relationship, the bonds you have with your baby. I'm here to guide you to have intimate discussions with leading experts in childbirth, sexuality, healing, and parenting, so you can positively prepare for birth and parenting with intimacy and the pleasure you desire and deserve. My podcast is for you if you're a doula, a birth keeper. If you're pregnant or parenting or a father or a partner, together, we are coming together to bring more love, intimacy, and connection to your life. And that's what I believe will change the world, one baby, one family at a time. Are you ready to take the journey? I have the map that will guide you to discover for yourself the secrets to love and intimacy. And as the title of my newest book says, Sex After Baby, Secrets to Love and Intimacy, I couldn't just stop with orgasmic birth. As I've learned firsthand that birth impacts your postpartum and intimacy for months and for many years to come. Together, Let's talk about taboos. Let's bring healing. Let's learn about sexuality. Many of us didn't learn about sex in healthy ways from our family or from school. And let's expand what you thought is possible in birth. I'm here to guide you to be your doula as you set off on your personal journey of discovery to bring you and those you care for more love, pleasure, and intimacy in childbirth and parenting. Thank you for joining me. Please share about my podcast, and I look forward to welcoming you to the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to learn more about pleasure in birth parenting and birth work, visit orgasmicbirth.com forward slash more for my free gifts. And please leave a review about your experience. Reviews help us to reach more people and please subscribe.